What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Win Win Podcast. And if you're new here, my name is Tommy Win, And I'm Sophie Win, And we're a husband and wife couple who moved out here to Silicon Valley. We didn't know a single soul. We didn't have any family, no community. Since then, we have found a community and we've started a business together. And that's exactly why we created It's a Win Win Podcast, because we moved to San Jose with millions of people who live here, but still felt alone. And so we know what it feels like to not have community. And that's why we created this podcast for people to listen, where we share our lives and our stories. And we hope that at least one person will feel connected in this time. And today we're just going to kick it off with kind of recapping a little bit of the holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. Mm -hmm. We're so excited for a new year, 2021. 2021. And we just kind of wanted to recap what we did for the holidays and just reflect a little bit with you guys and just say goodbye to 2020, basically. So, you know, around the holidays, people, some people are fortunate to spend this time with their families and some people are not. And holidays are really the time where people gather right, with their family. They get to see their family again after a lot of time being passed in the year and people just don't have to work as much. Right. So it's kind of like a chill time. I feel like I lost my sense of what day it was every single year, like towards the end of the year. I never really know what day of the week it is or like what date it is. And so I think everyone can relate to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so for us, it's been years since we've seen our family. You guys, if you listen to the uh, previous podcast, you know, we haven't spent holidays with our family in like three years or something like that. Yeah, three years, yep. Yeah, and so, you know, it's been really hard. We've missed out on a lot um, when it comes to spending holidays with our family. And we normally don't have FOMO, which is the fear of missing out or just like feeling like you're missing out on something, really on anything besides family. And this year has been the hardest for us where we just have a lot of FOMO. I mean, I'm like looking on Snapchat, on Instagram, and just seeing our families gather. Our families do hang out with each other. And so it was just really hard to to miss out on those memories that they were all making. And so it kind of led us to what this title of this podcast is all about. And so Tommy can take that on. Yeah. So if you read the title, you already know we took a 24-hour road trip to Texas super spontaneous. We literally decided, you know, within like 15, 30 minutes, Sophie like popped the question. It's like, Hey, do you want to head to Texas? And the reason why we went to Texas is because we have family there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So then the next day we began preparing, you know, just getting things ready and just, you know, planning it out and like what, what we needed to do in order to make this trip possible. And then the following day we left at like 5, 6 a.m. And then we were on our way mm-hmm. on this 24-hour road trip. And it was it was pretty exciting because we didn't have everything planned out, which made it nice because it was a spontaneous thing. So, you know, we went on this adventure not really knowing, you know, what to expect. And so we drove 12 hours each day. So it took us about two days to get there. Mm-hmm. The first leg of it, we drove. So we're here in California in the Bay Area, so Northern California. We drove down and made it all the way to Arizona on our first day, you know, and then from there we went all the way to Texas. And if you've ever been to Texas, that's a huge state. I think on the second day we spent probably most of our time just driving in Texas, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when we got there, we surprised our nieces. Uh, They were super surprised. Um, I think only your sister and your brother knew, right? Brother-in-law, yeah. Brother-in-law. Those are the only two that knew 
and we just wanted to surprise our three nieces who live in Texas. And the reason why we chose Texas as well is because obviously you guys know we're from the Midwest um, in Indiana and our family there, it's definitely like a more like it's a bigger family, right? Like we have Tommy's family, my side of the family, more relatives that we could see and spend the holidays with. But I just didn't feel comfortable flying and with the road trip, you're you're really flexible, I would say. And we have a really reliable car, I would say. So yeah. Oh, yeah. the risks were lower to me taking a road trip. I don't know if it's, that's really true, but for my peace of mind, because, you know, I have anxiety and stuff like that. So I just knew that that's what I was comfortable with. And Tommy's a great driver. He likes to drive. And so it just made sense. Um, and it just doesn't make sense to drive to Indiana. But to Texas, it was a lot more realistic. Yeah, it was doable. I mean, this was definitely the longest road trip we've ever taken together. And I mean, this is the longest I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah. I think the the longest I've ever done, at least for like me driving personally, was probably like six, maybe eight hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, we took a trip to Tahoe once that took us 12 hours. But I mean, distance wise, it wasn't too bad. It was just because we were stuck in traffic. Yeah. But this was like, this is like 12 hours of like, no, 24 hours of like straight driving to get to our destination. Yeah. And you we know, wanted, yeah. oh, sorry. Okay. Because I felt like this is the time to do this. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're, you could say we're young. We don't have like pets or children and we're just really flexible right now. And so I just felt like, man, we miss our family. What is more important than family, you know? And so we're like, let's just do it. And we got to spend a lot of quality time together. Yeah, well, I mean, what would you say? Like, was it worth it? How'd you feel? I think it was definitely worth it. We were able to relax. We really just stayed at home a lot mm-hmm. and explored things nearby our family's um, house. And I don't know, it was just nice to get out of the bay. <laughs> as yeah, much as we like living here, it was just nice for a change of pace and scenery and just to not get stuck in like a bubble of like this area. You know, I think it's so important for us. I I think it was a great change of pace, just a change of environment. You know, with 2020, especially living here, it's one of the strictest counties in the country where, you know, we've been shut down for almost a year coming in March. And, you know, before we really dive deeper into that, now let's talk about how this idea kind of popped up, right? Because it it was very spontaneous. um, And, you know, we left just a few days before Christmas. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So we got this idea because one of our friends, he might be listening to this podcast. I won't say who he is, but he told us that he's renting a house with some friends in Hawaii. And so at first we're like, hey, let's try to go live in Hawaii for like. Yeah, so that that was the original plan, actually. It was like, hey, let's like we we just kind of were dreaming like, man, we can work remote, which we can. Yeah. And and it's like. We can't really go anywhere around here anyways. Everything in California is like shut down for travel. And I'm like, man, Hawaii would be amazing. I could go surfing like every single day and we can just continue to work and just live there for a month or two um, until things hopefully settle down over here. Yeah. And so that was the first thing that came to mind because our friend was like, yeah, I'm going to rent this house with my friends. We all work remote. I'm going to do this. You should come with us, you know, rent a house yourself. And I'm like... That actually sounds like an amazing idea. Um, but then that didn't work out because Hawaii is very expensive. and Very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah. And we'd have to fly for like five hours, something I'm not fully ready to do yet. 
And so that seed was like planted in our minds. He gave us that idea. And then I was like, hmm, I started looking up on my Apple Maps. How far is it to drive to Texas? And then I told Tommy, I'm like, hey, you want to take a road trip to Texas? And I was like, kind of let started. me think about it. And then 15 minutes later, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, it's kind of an aha moment and we're like, we need a change. At least I think I needed it more than Tommy maybe, um, where I'm just like, I just need my family. I just need yeah. them, you and know? I mean, really, we just wanted to just to get out, just to be in a different place, be in a different environment. And it's like, why not spend that time with family if we're going to, you know, get out of the Bay Area just for a little bit, just to get away from all of this. Yeah, and I think it's okay because it felt like, I don't know where from you guys are all listening from different places, but yeah. at least for, you know, for us, it's just like, we haven't been able to do much. I get it. I do. And I, I want to be respectful of this pandemic and, you know, all of the hardship that's come from this. And we just want to be honest on our podcast and just mm-hmm. kind of talk to you guys about how we really feel like we would say this to anybody, oh, yeah. you know, where, where we live, it's just so tense, it's so tense, so strict. And then being in Texas, I was like, oh, people are living their life. I mean, I think that's the biggest difference I saw f- compared to there and here. I mean, even like today, if we were like out on the road and there was like nobody out. I mean, yeah. I'm sure like th- there are the people who are working, right, for sure. And I understand the reasons why, right? People are, are staying like sheltered in place or just, just like staying we home. Are. I mean, we, we, wow. we've stayed here, you know, most of the year. We, yeah. we don't really go out much unless it's like for work or something like that or it's just like um, necessities, right, store. grocery shopping. And it, this year sucked, right? <laughs> it, it sucked for most of us. Yeah. And when we went to Texas, dude, it was, it was a little crazy. At first, I was like, dang, there's a lot of people out here. Like, I wasn't used to it at first. It actually gave me a lot of anxiety. Because we're, we're used to like here where it's like, everyone stays away from you and no one talks to you and you know, everyone, everyone has a mask on. I mean the culture here, which we've talked about is like, it's just so different than Southern hospitality, Midwest. And I mean, people were just saying like, Hey, happy new year. They had their mask on and everything. They're just like walking by talking. Yeah, It was like, like just random people, happy new year. And like, Oh, Hey, happy new year. And they were just like, hi, welcome to the store or hello or like can we help you and it's like here no one talks to each other i mean not no one but the generally there's not a lot of interaction when you go into public places i mean especially now just because yeah understandably but even before the pandemic people aren't like quick to want to help you or quick to say hi not everyone but most places it's just not that friendly we're not trying to rag on california either we love it here and we actually want to you know, continue living here. It's yeah. just the difference that we've seen. Um, and with Texas, it feels a lot more normal yeah. over there than it does here. People it's are crazy. eating at restaurants and yeah, that was crazy. They were like inside eating. Inside I'm eating. Like, I haven't done this since last March. March. And that just seeing that was like a. It gave me a lot of anxiety. You can ask my family. I mean, my heart was just oh, yeah. like racing. I felt tense. I just felt like very uncomfortable, but happy at the same time to see people living their lives. So that was kind of something I didn't expect so much anxiety because living in this area where it is tense, the political environment, the COVID situation, everything, it kind of, that's all I know when it comes to COVID is this tense environment, you know, it's people waiting in line to go to the grocery store, people 
everything. And so I, I'm still thankful though, to just see and witness that this isn't the same. This environment is not the same everywhere. And I would say like, even though Texas was living their life, it wasn't like they were being irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. People most, I would say most people are masked up. Texas, it's its own country, man. It's when people (laughs) say Texas, it's its own country. It really is. It's, it's totally different. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind it. I thought it was a great experience. And to me to be able to spend time with family over the holidays mm-hmm. was totally worth it. And, you know, so we took this 24 hour road trip. So like what could go wrong? Right. And so in this podcast, that's what we really want to talk about is like the things that we learned going on a 24 hour road trip. And that's one way. So 24 hours there and 24 hours back. So it's really a total of like over 48 hours, 48 hours plus of just drive time and just traveling and, you know, what we have learned. So, so if, do you want to kick us off and just like, just name one thing that we learned, um, you know, during this trip? Yeah, I would, I can start on the way there. It was amazing. To me, it felt pretty easy. The drive wasn't too bad. We just had traffic in LA as, as expected, um, but it wasn't like standstill traffic. So I'll take it. Um, I think the, one of my favorite things that we did was we bought stuff at the grocery store before we went, we just went to Safeway and which is like just a local grocery store here and bought like PB and J's, like the Uncrustables. All right. Those came in clutch. Yeah. I got some Red Bull because obviously you're going to need some energy and then just like favorite drinks of mine, like, um, vitamin water and stuff like that. Because I know that gas stations are overpriced. It makes sense. They can be. They should be. It makes sense, right, as a business. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like we talked about in previous podcasts, we like to save money and be smart with our money. And that's how we did it was we had a cooler in the car full of stuff, saved a bunch of money and picked stuff that we wanted. We weren't limited to gas station food, per se. And that was just one of the things that I learned was really helpful. And I would recommend it to you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, the food definitely came in clutch, especially mm-hmm. when we were just driving and we got hungry. Like, oh, we got some PBJs in the back, some beef jerky. I forgot, I forgot what else we bought, but the drinks, the Red Bull definitely came in handy. I yeah. typically don't drink Red Bull and actually really like Red Bull. Most people that I know think it tastes like poison, but, you know, whatever. We have different taste buds, I guess. Another thing that I thought was really helpful, because this is 24 hours, right? And to sit in like a chair for 24 hours and drive is very long and sometimes can become mindless. So what we did was we actually planned out our rest stops. So we did four hour increments because at least for me personally, that's probably the most I can drive before I have to get out the car before my body starts to feel a little achy. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did four hours. So in one day it was 12. So we did basically three stops. So the first leg was four hours. We made a stop. Um, past it's just a little past bakersfield some uh, like a mountain town and then we went on to you know the next city Mm -hmm. and then finally to our destination that made it really nice because we had like many goals many destinations where it's like oh we have 30 minutes to our next rest stop and the rest stops tommy picked were the flying jays or like the loves oh yeah i would recommend flying jays or loves nice big gas stations circle k or 76 i forgot which one it was but they had like marble walls and like subway tile 76 it was so beautiful and it made it really comfortable for me you guys know maybe you don't i'm a germaphobe so that part actually was making me anxious before a trip and i'm like freaking out i was like looking up ways for girls to like go to the bathroom the most clean way possible and like you want to tell them about what you bought yeah so i girls I mean, girls know, like, 
when you have to go use the restroom, the number one to pee. <laughs> number <Some>, one. <laughs> you know, it's really not always comfortable to pee in public restrooms for girls. And so I found this thing called a pee buddy and women use this like at Yosemite when they go camping, wherever you are, public restroom, and you can stand up and pee and you don't feel as gross using the restroom. I know it's a little bit TMI, but you know, it's natural. So like, let's not make things that are natural, gross or uncomfortable. Just got to say it. So the pee buddy on Amazon, highly recommend. And if you're a germaphobe like me, it'll It'll ease your mind on a 24-hour road trip. Yeah, and so with what Sophie said, she's a germaphobe, right? Especially when it comes to bathrooms, public restrooms. I hate them. So I was very intentional about picking which rest stops we're going to. I wanted to make sure they're nice, big, kind of like gas station stops. The Flying Jays, they were called, or Pilots. Pilots are Flying Jays. I think yeah. they go kind of by both names. They're like a travel center. So they're used to like having a lot of like traffic come through and people come through to use the restrooms, take breaks. So they're intentional about cleaning the restrooms, you know, every, every hour or so. I don't know the schedule exactly, but so I, I was, I was looking for places to stop like that, not just like a random small gas station mm, Yeah, um, no. that didn't have like, you know, clean restrooms. And so that was one thing that was important to us. So yeah. that's what we did. And like Sophie said, like many destinations, it's, it's great to kind of hit those, um, shorter destinations because it helps you from driving just mindlessly like you're just driving and you see the gps is like 10 hours and for me i can't do it i can't just mindlessly do something like i have to like try to reach something and that's his personality for sure there's my personality because i I just want to do things with intention and 12 hours or 24 hours just going i'm just like man that's that's hard to do it's not easy if you can do it props to you we know some people that can, yeah. we cannot. And we knew we were not in necessarily like a rush because we were able to spend over a week with our family. And yep. so we just, yeah, we knew we weren't in a rush. We took our time, made it enjoyable. And another thing with the restrooms, just in case you guys are interested or want to know, I would, so the Flying Jays had no doors into the, like the main restroom, which I loved because it's less contact. So that was a win. And I would walk into the restroom, wash my hands, and use the paper towel to open the stall and lock the stall and then toss the paper towel because there's um, trash cans in the stall and then do what I need to do and then wash my hands two times and walk out and open all the doors to get out of the flying uh, flying jays with my foot. So I just kick, kick the kick the door open and then my hands were all clean and then I would sanitize my shoes after. I know that's so extra, but that's the level of germphobe that I am and I just embrace it and I just gives me peace of mind that it's going to be clean in my car when I have to spend hours in it so that's so funny I didn't know you sanitized your shoe yeah Tommy doesn't know these it's really it's like I can't control other people sure I can ask Tommy to do those things it's not really about him it's more for me and my comfort when I have to sit in my seat for 12 hours a day (laughs) sounds a little crazy maybe but I know I know my fellow germphobes are like yeah I get it yeah, that's that's so funny to me. <laughs> so another thing, actually, so it's it's not really what I learned. Actually, I kind of learned, um, but it's not really helpful for you guys. So as we drove further south and then further east, the gas prices got cheaper and cheaper. Yes. It was amazing. So when we got into Arizona, dude, it was like one ninety or one like ninety nine. I'm like, I have never seen these prices since I was like in high school or middle school. That's when I was back in Indiana. Because the gas prices here are like, I think I just filled up like two days ago, like three fifty or something like that. Yeah, and that's for like the lowest regular grade, gas. just regular gas. 
And so when we kept going east, I kept seeing the prices go lower. I think the lowest was probably like 160 per gallon <laughs> for just regular gas. And if you've ever been in Texas, there are a lot of trucks. Everyone there drives a pickup truck. I, it's just the culture there, I guess. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the farmland, our agriculture, to- totally makes sense. Yeah. And trucks are gas guzzlers. Like, they take up a lot of gas. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense why everyone has a truck because gas is so cheap. it doesn't that much to like, fill it I up. I remember when I filled up and the total was like 17 bucks. I'm like, oh, wait, wait a second. Like, it must have stopped halfway. But then I checked. I'm like, oh, I actually got a full, you know, a full tank. And it was like 17 bucks. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. We loved that part. So that was actually really nice. It was a pleasant surprise. Something, again, we didn't expect. And like for this trip, there was just not a lot of planning. Like it wasn't a lot of what to expect. And that was Mm -hmm. such a relief because I feel like our lives are so planned. I mean, we plan when we're filming this podcast. We plan when we're going to work out. We plan every detail of our life. So it's nice just to be a little bit spontaneous and just kind of go with the flow. One thing you know, speaking of planning that we did do was to set a budget. Oh yeah. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, before we go, like, you know, what's our budget going to be? And we kind of just like ballparked it. I'm like, okay, we're about to, we'll set it at this budget because we'll probably spend money on this and this and this. So we wanted to make sure like we had a budget, like a spending plan. Yes. Um, and then stick with, stick to it as much as we could. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we are budgeters on everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one tip we would love to give to you guys is to set a budget for your trip and try your best to stick to it. I think we were $33 over. Yeah, um, which but, wasn't bad. Yeah, not bad. And I think it gave us just peace of mind. It's like, hey, you want to buy like an ice cold vitamin water because you're, yeah, I don't know, you ran out in the cooler or whatever. It's fine. Just do it. And yeah. I think that was I really mean, because, helpful. Because we had a budget and we were tracking our spending and it gave us like the freedom to buy what we wanted. Like we bought stuff like at the gift shops, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We spent a lot of money at the gift shop. Oh, yes. We went to a place called Magnolia in Waco, Texas. So actually, I'm going to plug this in real quick. We do have a vlog that will be coming out after this podcast. And uh, we'll share it with you guys. We'll let you guys know when it's out. It'll be on our YouTube channel. It's a win-win YouTube channel now. Yeah. And um, so we'll share that with you guys once that comes out. But yeah. It was, we didn't, we were really bad at vlogging because we just really wanted to live in the moment while we were there. It's been so so long since we've been able to be with our family. And I just, I didn't want our big vlog camera just like all up in our space all the time. And I know at some point we'll get to that where we're more mindful of vlogging because we want to take you guys along with our life of course um but i just i really just wanted to live in the moment i would just talk to my sister all day from the moment i woke up to the moment i went to bed i was just with her oh yeah i mean yeah definitely just wanted to live in the moment we just didn't want to carry it with us i mean not that we didn't want to and i i felt like there's a lot of missed opportunities to like create content to Mm -hmm. capture content but then i just told myself like hey it's it's totally fine because you know, we're there to to be in the moment and not to pull out the camera every time, you know, we're out doing something exciting. So yeah, um, it was we'll kind of back. It's kind of a, a nice little break, I would say. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I stayed off social probably the entire week. Yeah. And that was such. Oh, my gosh. I was like my soul needed it because you guys know that social media this year has been wild from March to December. Something happened every single month where mm-hmm. on social we just had to be sensitive to certain things we had to be ready to talk about certain things even if we weren't ready emotionally as a social media marketer and communicator holy cow it was i just needed that break and for the first time in the whole year i didn't post instagram stories for like a week 
Oh, yeah. Um, I haven't even posted since I got back. I mean, I had client stuff I still had to do, but posting yeah. for them is different than for me, right? Yeah, My emotional personal. space. And I haven't posted an Instagram story in like a week. It was like yeah. amazing. So I think this trip was much needed. I don't regret any of it. Um, yeah. So I think it's important for something that we learned is to also take time to just relax. Yep, for sure. I mean, that, that was exactly the purpose of the trip. Relax and spend time with family. So one thing that we brought with us that I thought was a lifesaver is something called a hypervolt. Oh, yeah. It's like a, I think considered like a massager, like a deep tissue massager, like DMS, deep massage. I don't know, <laughs> but it's called a hypervolt. You can look it up. I'll probably pop a picture up. I think it's Hyper Ice is the company. The company's called Hyper Ice. The actual item itself is called a hypervolt. And it's basically just this like uh, this tool with a little mus- like a thing that goes back and forth and massages um, your body, basically your legs, your back, whatever it is, because, you know, driving for so long, you start to get achy. Like for me, I kept doing like this. I kept, yeah. you know, rolling my shoulders back. And Tommy and is my like legs. in good shape. I mean, for me, I would, I'm like a grandma. Yeah. So I was just getting <sighs> achy. I'm like, hey, give me the hypervolt. And I'm hypervolting while I'm driving. But when we went to the rest stops, that's when it was nice because I could just take my time and hypervolt the areas that were feeling achy. Yeah. And another thing I would recommend is to stretch, like to actually just get out and not just like stretch, like walk around, but like actually stretch. Uh, and, you know, when you do that, it helps it helps bring blood flow into those, you know, those muscles, especially the legs, mm-hmm. like the butt, the back and stuff, because you're, you're sitting still for so long and you just need to get some blood flow going. Yeah, that was a huge help. And Tommy was teaching me proper ways to stretch and just to also not eat. I mean, we try to be mindful to not eat too much sugar, but not going to lie, yeah. we did have it. Uh, but just trying to like I brought sat we ate salads, you know, I had salad trying to eat as much vegetables as I can, take a vitamin C and drink mm-hmm. as, as I know we were drinking Red Bull, but to drink water, like I would finish my whole Yeti cup. I think I don't know how many ounces is in it, but every single rest stop, it'd be empty. If not, we'd refill it and drink more because we knew we could go to the restroom. So yeah, because was, we had our many destinations. It was funny because we were like, oh, we have like 30 minutes left before we get to our next rest Chug stop. Your water. And it's like, hey, let's just sugar water now because if we need to pee it out, you know, we, we have a restroom. We don't have to wait like three hours. Yeah, exactly. So I think those main destinations is like key to a long road trip and like hydration and stretching also key. Yeah. And so I would say the trip to Texas was a dream, ideal. Everything kind of just went. Perfect weather. You know, went as um as planned. It was just the most ideal, right? Took all the, all the trips, nothing you know, out of the ordinary er, ordinary happened. We just went from A to B, amazing. <laughs> and actually, before we get to on the way back, so that's a whole nother story. Crazy. So, you know, we stayed at a hotel the first night because it was a two-day trip. And I think, Sophie, I'm going to let you take this one on. Like, once we got to the hotel, you know, with Sophie being a germaphobe, she sanitized the entire place. You want to give them a rundown of what you did? Yeah. And this is pre-COVID, guys. Like, this is just who I am. And I'm just going to share my life with you because that's who I am. So I brought sanitation or what is it? Sanitizing wipes. Shout out to my best friend, Jackie, for hooking it up and finding me some sanitizing wipes from Costco because that is like a rare thing to find in the Bay Area. In Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley. San Jose. But she found it for me. And so I brought this big white, you know, pack of wipes and sanitized every single thing of that hotel. And I know it was clean. I mean, we walked in and it was clean. Yeah, it was clean, yeah. But I cleaned the doorknobs, everything, like the toilet, the shower, the floors. I literally was like mopping this floor. The toilet 
um, flusher the, lever. Yeah, the little handle to flush the toilet. You guys know, I mean, maybe you don't, but it's dirty. Light switches, everything, the tables, the um, remote control for the TV, um, the chair we sat in, the table. I'm never touching the phones because I don't use the phone in the hotel, but I... I yeah, I don't know if people actually, I mean, I guess you've called front desk. Yeah, but I cleaned all of that just for my peace of mind, brought my own towels. Um, I know not my towels, brought my own um, sheets and pillows and blankets. So that was another way for a road trip to feel good, pandemic or not, just for my peace of mind. And it, Tommy doesn't mind. He just lets me do my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was part of the hotel situation which was which was great we left way too early to get breakfast though which was a little bummer oh yeah we left really early like i was exhausted i think 4 30 like earlier like 4 35 a.m which is like three or breakfast. two o'clock san jose time it was yeah. ridiculous i think part of it too we were excited we yes. were just excited to get to texas and just be with Surprise. family so the, the trip itself in texas um again it was amazing uh and we just got to relax so now let's go let's get into like on the way back this is where things got really interesting and it definitely taught us some lessons. <laughs> so we left Texas to come back here to San Jose, I would say like six, seven in the morning, six, seven or six or seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think this was with just bad timing. There was a cold front coming in and there was a winter storm advisory. All right. It was a storm advisory in Texas, like snow in Texas or no, it was a snowstorm advisory. And so the morning when we left, it was raining super, super hard. Like so, pouring. And usually what I would do is check my tires because that just makes sense to check your tires. Maybe not everyone thinks about that, but just check your tires to make sure they are in good shape. And I didn't check because it was raining so hard. I'm okay, we should be okay. We've and been it's driving pitch around. Black. And, and it's still dark out, right? And so we just started driving, but I think this didn't happen yet until later. So we were driving, we we're about to get on the main like highway to head south and then, you know, eventually west. And we smell like this burning smell. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I was like, I turned the heat up because it was freezing. I'm like, why is it colder in Texas and California? I don't know. But basically, I turned the heat up and I was like, hmm, it kind of smells like fire. Yeah, it, it smelled like bonfire almost. I was like. And like, oh, that's that's weird. Maybe it's just, just the heat. I just turned it down. Yeah, maybe it was just the heat. And maybe it was the heat. I don't know. But I, I don't think so. Yeah. And then, so we're driving back west. And we're, we took this like back roads. It's like middle of nowhere, like Texas. Like there's nothing around for like miles and miles and miles. And then I'm driving and then this like little um, signal pops up on my dash. And I thought, oh, the check engine, like, oh no. And if you guys know me, the only time I don't stress out very often, but when it comes to like car or vehicle items, I get stressed out about it. I don't know why, but it just like stresses me out. It does. Because I just want to get out. it fixed and because I want my cars to run well and be reliable. Because you're a car person too. I mean, that, that could be it. And it popped up and I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I've never seen this before. And thankfully, we had a manual in the car right yeah, so in front I'm of like, me. I'm like, so, and Sophie's like falling asleep, right? Because like it's super out, early. She's so like, early. Oh, hey, Sophie, like, wake up, wake up. Um, can you figure out this, like, what the symbol means? Like, it just popped up on my dash, and... And there was three beeps. It was dee, 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 and then the, sign, the thing like went on. It was, like, three loud beeps, and I'm like, what is this? It was, like, an exclamation mark with, like, a half, like, circle, like, a half oval circle. Yeah, it was... It was and I'm like, what is that? And it turned out to be, after Sophie found it in the manual, it was, like, a, a tire pressure monitor to say that we had low, tire low pressure, pressure, low tire pressure, and... I w- I've been driving 
so after that thing came out, I'm like, oh, it should be fine. It's a check engine. Maybe it's a gas cap or something. And we drove for like 50, 60 something miles. Because it was pouring oh, rain. It, yeah. So it was also pouring. I'm like, I don't get out and check this. Like yeah. my car is so In the middle fine. of nowhere, Texas. And then, and then eventually I, I gradually, I feel the car kind of like going to the side, like the mm-hmm. left side. That's like, a sign you have a flat tire. And then, and then I'm like, oh, it must be the wind. Right. Or that. But I always think it's a sign you have a flat tire because well, it, it, it was so gradual. I'm like, OK, whatever. And then, you know, eventually I pulled over and then we find out it's a flat tire. And it was actually like really flat to the point where it was like on rim almost. So I've been driving on it, you know, for 50, 60 miles as I was losing air. But I think um, I was driving on that for about two and a half, three hours, not realizing it wasn't like as flat. It was just gradually getting, you know, losing air. So I, th- and I thought was that, that, that smell, we, re- we actually ran over a nail. I found that, um, we ran over it cause I saw the nail in the tire. I'm like, dang. And we were driving like that for two and a half, three hours. Yeah. It, it was a long time. So thank God for keeping us like we and then, stayed safe. Like nothing happened to us. Yeah. And so I had to change the tires. So, you know, lesson number one, um, something that we learned was to make sure you check your wheels and, um, I don't, so I don't know if it happened before or after. It had to happen after, like after we left because it would have been flat before we even left. So just make sure you check your tires before you leave. Just make sure they're all nice inflated and they're not like deflating. Mm-hmm. Number two, I would say is learn to ha- learn how to change a spare or to change your tire, change your wheel mm-hmm. if you ever needed to. Um, in my case, I already knew how to change a tire, so that was totally fine. But if you don't, it's super easy. It's literally like four or five bolts or um, like lugs, lug nuts, and you just take them off, take the wheel off, and put the wheel on, and then tighten it. Yeah, um, and I think, too, under like a stressful situation where it's pouring rain, you just know she had a flat tire, you're in a foreign place. No, wait, it was just not an ideal situation. I think remaining calm was like something Tommy did really well. Mm-hmm. And he had a high vis like track it, which was really helpful. We always keep it in our car for emergencies. And having that high vis was, I think, very helpful for me. It gave me peace of mind knowing he was out there on the ground in the middle of like a, a road that was high speed. Yeah, it was 70 miles an hour. With huge pickup trucks, you know, coming down and flying by. It, it was a one lane road. So just one lane yeah. that way and then opposite traffic. It was the other way, just one. But one I will side. say that the best part of the story was that it stopped raining right when Tommy was changing the tire. And I'm so thankful because how stressful would it have been even added more stress to the stress we're feeling in pouring rain. You know, so I'm thankful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we figured it out. It wasn't too big of a deal. It was just, it kind of just delayed us a few hours because we had to drive from town to town to try to find a tire. The other thing that we learned is that 19 inch wheels, like tires for those, it's hard to find because we literally went to like six different places in these small Western town, rural Texas, Western Texas. And I had to ask and they couldn't find it. Um, and eventually we had to kind of make our way back to like a, like a bigger, um, suburb um town and you know to finally get that tire but that 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 held us back um a lot and a lot of the guys said if a lot of the shops i went to said they could have fixed it but since i drove on it with like a flatter tire for so long that um it was compromised they they, they wouldn't be able to fix it because it would have blown out eventually even if they did fix it yeah so So it ended up being a new tire uh unexpected expense and when you have 
you know, your budget, it was nice that we, it covered it, yeah. but that was really, that was stressful, but so, it so was some cushion to your budget for the unexpected emergencies or unexpected, kind of like, a, like a mini emergency fund yes. in a sense. So that all happened. We got through the tire situation we had like, oh yeah, we lost like five hours, but whatever. We got some Sonic, put some positive, you know, spin on it. Got to drink some of my favorite drink from Sonic and we got some food and we made it on our way. What's your favorite drink at Sonic? It's a strawberry limeade. Strawberry so. limeade. I like ocean water. If you've ever been to Sonic, I yeah. love ocean water. So then after the tire situation, we hit a snowstorm. <laughs> Yeah, so we're like, okay, let's go. We're back on early. But we knew the snowstorm was coming, and the plan was actually to try to get ahead of the storm. We and would it, have. And the storm actually was coming towards us, so we'd be driving towards it, but just to kind of get past all of that. We would have if we didn't get a flat tire. I don't think, I mean, it or was, it was, coming, it was it. coming towards it, us. Yeah. So we would be going like head on to it, but sure. we would have passed it a little bit quicker. So, yeah, so we got stuck in, we got stuck in standstill traffic for about, Two, two. No, one and a half. I would say closer to one and a half hours where we're just stuck. Literally there. didn't move. Didn't move at all. And I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thankful for that just because once traffic started going again, you know, a lot of ice and it was, it was, if you, if you know what like overlanding is or just like off-roading, <laughs> it felt like we were just like kind of off-roading, but on ice, it was, it was kind of, it was really bumpy and it was kind of crazy. Yeah. And I think one thing I'm also thankful for is we grew up in snow. And so yeah. this was it. We weren't I wasn't necessarily scared of the weather. I was scared of the people around me that for from like Florida or like little people tiny dinky snow. cars with little tires driving yeah. on ice and like thick, thick, high snow. Yeah. We saw a lot of cars slide off the road. We didn't see it slide off the road, but, you know, kind of Trout after high. the fact and then semis as well. They were just all over the road in terms of like just sliding off to the side into embankments, you know, it's scary. And, you know, it, it's getting later and later at night. It was just it was like 10, 11 PM mm -hmm. and you're on this long stretch highway in the middle of nothing. And so the lesson there is just to be prepared, make sure mm -hmm. you have a flashlight, bring blankets, make sure you have your jackets. Like we brought our jackets. We had three gallons of water in the back of the truck. And yeah. Bed. So that was one thing we packed actually, but I mean, we didn't mention we have a three gallon um, jug of water because we didn't want to buy a bunch of water bottles. We just mm -hmm. brought our um, our Yeti cups and we just put water in there. So that was really nice. Saves so, money, less trash. Just, we don't want, you don't want, the last thing you want is a car full of trash. Yeah. And right. so just being prepared there um, for any type of weather, you know, whether that's snow, sleet, ice, rain. And we hit all those elements on the way back. We hit freezing rain, mm -hmm. we hit pure ice, and we hit snow, and, and we hit rain. Fog. Oh, yeah. And then after that, actually, after the snow cleared up, we got really thick fog um, just going through a section of Texas. And that was like 17 hours. Total. That was like, so, yeah, it took us 17 hours to get to the point of where we decided to just stay at a hotel in El Paso, which is right on the border of New Mexico and Mexico. Right there in Texas. In Texas. It's like right there. Yep. Yeah. Our, our original destination was to hit back to the midpoint between where we live to, and to, you know, where we went in Texas, which was in Arizona, mm -hmm. which is like another four, four hours away. But it was already like midnight. Yeah. And I didn't want to get to Arizona at yeah, 4 or like 5 a.m. And, you know, and not get any sleep. So we decided to 
just stay in El Paso and just get a hotel there. And of course, the cancellation was too late for the one in Arizona. <laughs> so it took a hit on that. Yeah. So the lesson there was to actually not book your hotel too in advance, especially going on a trip where you don't have a lot of expectations or you don't know what to really expect, especially with the COVID times, travel restrictions and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't book a hotel too in advance. I mean, we walked up to this hotel and we just wanted to scope out the area first because we're not familiar with this city. And we just found a place that felt like safe. And it, to me, it was great. But we just walked in and booked a hotel, you know, so it, we didn't necessarily need to book stuff in advance. Maybe because you normally need to do that. I don't know. But I would say don't waste your money or time booking in advance because it's still the same price most of the time. I mean, I think it's okay to book in advance. If you can cancel it. Um, unless, you, unless you have a trip that you're just not exactly sure where you're going to end up. And that was the case for us. We weren't really sure. You know, once we got later and later to, into the night, we weren't really sure where we were going to end up. So yeah. we ended up just kind of booking on the spot, which is totally fine. Um, it, it depends on your preference because it's a risk of booking on the spot. You might not have a, a room, you know, there's no vacancy. Um, but luckily, El Paso is a bigger town and there's Lots multiple hotels. hotels. So it, it was all good there. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, after that kind of very interesting you know, first first day driving back. The second day was just a dream. You know, we went through New Mexico, went through Arizona, back to California. Very smooth sailing the entire way. And really that, that day back, which we actually left on the 31st. We're like, man, 2020, like it didn't let up. It, it kept it kept getting us, you yeah. know, you know, the expected unexpected basically the entire way to the end of 2020. I think too, it's like we are prepared for anything now when it comes to driving. Yeah. All different weather situations, the unexpected, the worst of the worst, you know. And I just feel like it's like after we came back from Asia and we did like a, I don't remember how long the flight was, 16 hour dri- uh, flight or something. I'm like, after that, any flight is easy, you know. Yeah. So like oh, now yeah. moving forward, it's like if we have to drive to SoCal in a day and oh, come back. Oh, SoCal sounds so easy now. Yeah. It's like a five hour drive. I'm like, that's easy. nothing. I could, do, I could do a day trip and come exactly. back. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I'm like, we could go to LA, take photos and come back. Like whatever. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to do that though. No, but we could Not do it, it if we needed to. So I think, I mean, that's kind of the recap of our trip. And yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of more the experience of doing a road trip because that's what this podcast is about. But in regards to our family, it was really... It was amazing. I have no complaints whatsoever. And yeah. Tommy got to know my sister and my brother-in-law a little bit more too. So, Oh, yeah. So just to kind of recap, you know, some of the things that we learned, you know, I think the first thing is just to prepare as much as you can when it comes to like the food aspect. So you don't have to spend a ton of money on gas station food, which might not, not necessarily be the best food to get. Yeah. And it's overpriced items. So just go to your local grocery store you know, and just get some food for the road. I think the second thing would be to, you know, create those mini destinations, especially if it's a longer trip. Mm -hmm. Um, Just create destinations so you have goals, you know, to get to ultimately where you want to get, you know, to, to arrive. And then I would say, depending on your trip, (laughs) hotels, you don't, maybe don't book it in advance, especially if it's just like a a hotel you're going to sleep in, you know, for one night and to, continue traveling the next day i wouldn't book it in advance it's just you know you you can find rooms especially right now and then i would say learn how to change a tire for sure (laughs) yeah that's number one because you don't want to be stuck in the middle middle of nowhere texas or whatever state you're in and not know how to change a tire you have no signal yeah no signal that was the other thing too um and then just like when you do take the rest stops 
when you do go to your rest up stretch and if you, have, if you don't have a, not everyone's going to have, have a hypervolt, but just stretch out your legs, mm-hmm. you know, actually take some time and just stretch. Yeah. And, and breathe and just the fresh air and, you know, stay sanitary and be clean. That's my tip in to protect yourself from the germs and everything. Yeah. Constantly clean your hands and just protect yourself and be smart. You know, yep. don't be touching your eyes and rubbing your nose and your face after you go to the restroom and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I saw some questionable things. So, <laughs> All right. Um, so thank you so much if you've made it this far. This is definitely a longer podcast, but I hope you guys have been enjoying just kind of like these uh, stories we've been telling you. Yeah. And I just want to address just like one thing. <laughs> and this is not like too big of a deal. But I know some of our, um, you know, people who are listening or watching out there because this is on YouTube as well. If you're listening or just watching out there, um, you know, we're, we're probably being judged for this, for traveling, you know, during the pandemic, especially, you know, living in California where it's a lot, there's a lot more tension here around that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus other regions of the United States. And, you know, we get it. We, we understand that you feel that way and you, it's totally valid. But what I would say to you, to those who are feeling a little judgy, um, <laughs> nothing against you. I'll give you grace. Um, it's that just don't, don't judge, don't judge us and, you know, miss the point, right? Don't get too caught up in, in judging us and then missing the point of why we did what we did. Um, I'm not saying you would do the same thing, mm-hmm. but for us, we just wanted to be with family and we would do anything just to be with family. And that was the whole point of this trip was to spend time with them and just to be able to relax. So yeah. I just wanted to address that because I know um, some of the listeners or viewers may be feeling that way and that's totally okay. Yeah. And I think too, I don't, I think life is so short and Tommy and I have heard so much unfortunate stories with this pandemic and we feel for them. We like feel their pain, you know? And so it's not that we're disregarding the seriousness of what is happening in our world. Mm -hmm. Um, but knowing that we did the best that we could to be safe and like we just got tested and, you know, there's just so many things that people don't know and see and, like for to someone looking at it they could judge or whatever but we know that we did our very best to be safe and to not spread more if you know possible yeah yeah oh yeah and yeah like sophie said you know really the the moral of the story is you know life is short and it's unexpected and that's okay mm -hmm. and i think it's just it's how we see it it's how you want to look at it because life happens yeah, it does. And so we hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. It means so much that you guys have listened up to this point. It's a longer podcast, but, mm-hmm. you know, we just are here to share our stories with you. And we can't wait to see what you guys think of this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Yeah. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button and hit the like button if you enjoyed uh, what you watched today. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe and give us a rating if you haven't already. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who already subscribed, we love you so much. Thank you for you know watching and, and engaging with us. And, you know, it means a lot. It's, it's I would say it's very, very encouraging. Mm-hmm. And also um, just a reminder, we did do a vlog on our trip it's not a ton of content not as much as we wanted to but it's still i think it's still it turned out it's going to turn out pretty good and that's going to come out after this podcast so if you're not um, subscribed on youtube yet make sure you're on there and hit that notification bell so then you'll be the first to watch the video and get notified right when we upload that new vlog mm-hmm. so thank you so much my name is tommy win and i'm sophie win and this is a win-win podcast see you next wednesday bye peace